Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 36. This is the transfiguration of Jesus. And this text is parallel to Matthew and Mark. In fact, those two parallels are very, very similar to each other. So we only did one devotion on them. That was Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 13, episode 529, if you want to go back and hear it. Luke's account of these events is slightly different than the Matthew and Mark account. And Luke actually includes some more detail, which fits right in with what we've already talked about regarding Luke's authorship several times. we got to go back and remind ourselves, why did Luke write this gospel? Remember in chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says that he's been following all things closely for some time past so that he could write an orderly account to a guy named Theophilus that this guy Theophilus and any of us who read it after Theophilus might have certainty about the things that he had been taught regarding Jesus. So in Luke's typical way where he's very logical, very step by step, trying to make the case to Theophilus that the claims about Jesus were true, his version of the transfiguration highlights some of those things. Verse 28, now about eight days after these sayings, that is the sayings that he said in yesterday's devotion that we covered, which was that people should take up their cross daily and follow him, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. Now one thing we should touch on before we go to verse 29 is that Luke said it was about eight days where Matthew and Mark said it it was six days. This, at first glance, looks like a contradiction, but it's not. It's just, how do you count the days? So let's imagine that this happened on a Monday. We don't know that it did, but let's just say it happened on a Monday. And then let's say Jesus' teaching about take up your cross daily and follow him happened on the previous Monday. Depending on the timing of those events on each day, you could say about eight days, or you could say six days, depending on whether you counted the two Mondays or just the days in between them. So this is not a big problem at all. There might be some skeptics or some cynics or some people who want to undermine Scripture's authority. But there's no news here. Moving on to verse 29. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered, and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about Moses and Elijah in this devotion. It's obviously very significant that they were there. We talked about that back in episode 529, Matthew 17, 1-13 devotion. But a couple things jump out from these two verses. One is that Luke gives us some detail that the others don't. It says that as he was praying, that's when his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. The way that Luke lays out detail in this section reveals a little bit what we talked about already, which is his attention to trying to make Theophilus convinced that these things were true. He's adding some detail that brings some validity or some veracity to what he is saying. Also, it refers to Jesus speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. That is his crucifixion and resurrection resurrection and ascension, all which would happen from Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. As he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one, listen to him. And when the voice had been spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. 
So there's nothing in this account that is at odds with what Matthew and Mark wrote. It's just written differently. There's a section at the end that is not included in Luke that is included in Matthew and Mark about Jesus having a conversation on the way down the mountain with the disciples about how Elijah, who was an Old Testament prophet and a predecessor to Jesus, was manifest in John the Baptist. And one of the reasons that might not be included is because Theophilus is a Roman guy. Theophilus is not a Jewish person who would even understand the Old Testament prophets and the significance of John the Baptist compared to Elijah, etc., etc. One more thing that's interesting here at the very end, it says that they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. In the other text, Jesus specifically tells them not to tell anybody until after he has been resurrected. Luke writes this in such a way that implies that it is no longer the case at the time that Luke is writing this that people are keeping silent about this or about anything else related to Jesus. In other words, there was a time to keep silent according to Jesus' instruction, don't say anything about this until after I have risen. But now that we're in the time after Jesus has risen, where Luke is writing this to Theophilus, not only can you talk openly about it, but you should talk openly about it because it's part of making the compelling case to Theophilus and other people who will read this gospel that Jesus was the Son of God. He was the Messiah. Amazing, miraculous, supernatural things happened when he was around. And we can have certainty in what we've been taught about these things. For some reason, when I was reading through this today, it dawned on me that this is just an amazing, amazing event. Like I say with a lot of these supernatural and miraculous things that we read about in the Gospels and throughout Scripture, do you understand the implications of believing that this is actually true, that this happened in history, which obviously I do, and I would encourage everyone else to, but the implications are enormous. Moses, who's dead a long time before Elijah left the earth, having never died, they're having a meeting on a mountain, a cloud shows up, and God audibly speaks, and three regular dudes like you and me, Peter, James, and John, get to witness it, and it gets written down by Luke so we can talk about it 2,000 years later? That's mind-boggling. And if you can believe that, or take it to something that maybe seems a little less remarkable, if you can believe Jesus turned water into wine, or that he walked on water, or that he healed somebody one time, then everything else is believable, right? If you can believe this, then it's not a stretch to believe that God created the entire universe, the earth, and everything in it in six days. It's certainly not a stretch to believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's not a stretch to believe that there's a new heavens and a new earth coming someday that will live on those of us who trust Jesus forever. And Luke writes this in such a way that opens it up to scrutiny. If there are people alive during his time who want to scrutinize it, he's not trying to make it any less sensational. He's not trying to make it any more believable by taking out some of the stuff that's really, really wild, like Moses and Elijah showing up, or like casually mentioning Jesus' departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. I hope all of this causes all of us to have a way bigger view of who God is and have way more confidence in what scripture teaches. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader, God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.